Hello, and welcome to the Must Be Nice podcast. Our mission is to explore different hobbies, experiences, and passions to spur our listeners on to try new things, and ultimately see the world through a richer and more diverse perspective. We speak to people who understand the world through these unique lenses and truly live a must-be-nice life. Today, we speak to Leanne, who I've known for over 10 years, and ever since elementary school, I've always remembered Leanne for being one of the most athletic girls I know. She was the gym teacher's favorite, and her legacy of being the most decorated gym rats in our school continued on with her two sisters. In the last few years, Leanne has picked up Krav Maga in his really mixed martial arts style. If you told me anyone else, boy or girl, was doing this, I would be completely shocked. But it just somehow made sense for Leanne. As a complete novice to all things martial arts, it was intriguing for me to learn about this military style of self-defense and better understand the psyche of why people are so interested not only in Krav Maga, but in martial arts in general. While the fights and pains of martial arts might not sound so nice, it is fascinating to learn just why people love it so much. My name is Caleb, and this is the Must Be Nice Krav Maga Podcast. Alright, so... You've always kind of been, Leanne, you've always been kind of active. I don't know why you're laughing so much. I'm just a happy person. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, but like, so you do Krav Maga, I didn't know this. Um, but like, let's talk a bit more about your past, because I've known you for a long time. Um, and like, even like, young, like elementary school, high school, I remember like, you were like, super active. Played all the sports, yeah. track and field, everything. Um, how do you think how do you think that's translated as you kind of like gotten older, gone through university, you're now like a professional, like how, how did that translate? Like was it hard for you to kind of like be an athlete? Be an athlete after school, after that structure? Was it super intentional? Like what happened? You there? have to be intentional to still be an athlete. Yeah. That's actually a good question. Um <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah, because in high school you have like the set like basketball team, volleyball team, yeah. badminton that are so easy to sign up. We went to a really small school so you couldn't actually Yeah, you have to be really bad <laughs> yeah, exactly. not to get on the team. <laughs> so true. But then once like I went to McGill, right? Um I, you had to be intentional. At the same time, there's also a more intimidation factor yeah, yeah. that comes with playing sports in a university environment, especially when a lot of people, especially McGill, are focused more on academics. McGill was not a sports school at yeah. all. So, well, what I did is, one of the things I ended up doing is I joined a sports Bible study. I love which that. Was really, which was really <laughs> great. It was actually awesome. So what we would do is, um, when I went, I would join all the basketball ones because I love basketball. And we would end up going to open gyms. And another layer of this is I'm a female, obviously. Yeah. So there's always that extra layer of you going to an open gym and knowing you'll be the only female. Yeah. And I've done this again and again and again. What's great though is once I go, like if any female passes by, literally, they'll stop and like want to engage. And they'll see, oh, there's another girl. That's my opening to actually enter into the yeah. gym. So that's also a cool opportunity, and through that we've actually like invited people to Bible study, which was really that's cool. That's so cool. Has it, has it, like, yeah, talk me through that, like, playing basketball, 
it's obviously tough. Like, it's it's not huge. It's not like uh, when you think about basketball, people don't necessarily think about, like, girls playing it. How, yeah. how has that been sort of growing up? I know, yeah, elementary school, you love basketball. High school, you love basketball. And even now, I know you still love to shoot hoops. Um, does it... Does it make it harder for you to love it? Or it kind of like adds fuel to the flame in terms of like wanting to do it more and kind of like going against that stereotype? To be honest, I don't really think about it in that sense about okay. why I love basketball. It just more, it's more being a female impacts how you play it. Because okay. girls playing basketball is vastly different from guys playing <laughs> basketball. Do, do you like playing like... against girls more or guys more? Guys. Okay. Okay. okay, girls, when we play, I feel like a lot of girls feel like they have something to prove, so yeah. they're a lot more aggressive. So okay. if you go back to high school basketball, there are a lot more jump balls being called. There's yeah. a lot more fouls, I feel, being called. <laughs> People play closer. Yeah. Like, the defense is tighter. It's quite Ooh. aggressive. It is aggressive. It's very yeah. aggressive, yeah. Yeah, but with guys, it's more open. It's more about opening up the space and creating space to make those plays. Yeah. So, it's really interesting because right now I'm actually playing basketball. I started playing basketball again with my company. So, we okay. play basketball every Wednesdays. And again, it's all guys and me stepping in. <laughs> um, but what's funny is, like, because I'm a girl, like, the initial um, opinion is, like, I'm obviously going to suck. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is 100% understandable because I haven't played in a long time. So, it's also like an advantage I can use because they end up putting me on better teams like yeah. stacked teams straight <laughs> up <laughs> so my teams always end up being like the best teams yeah so always better on the team Leanne's on do you kind of like love that point though where people assume that you're not going to be that good and you step into that court and oh, just drain it I just drain lowering, shots I love lowering the expectations yes. <laughs> and then you just exceed it and like so everyone's just happy because they had no expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of my friends that works business always says the key is to have low expectations <laughs> and over overachieve. Yeah. And it's like, that's the way to keep people happy. <laughs> so true. Actually, it's kind of biblical because it makes me think of, I, I swear, I was telling my friend, it makes me think of that time when... Um, uh, I think Jesus was telling a parable about how at the at the banquet hall you come in at the lowest seat and then you let the host of the party oh, yeah. come and upgrade you, right? Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. Have that honor of being upgraded and seated up rather than putting yourself at the tallest and then the host being like, "Hey, what are you doing here? Yeah, You're not yeah, supposed yeah, to be sitting yeah. here and up putting you lower." Let your work in talk honor. for itself. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Prove yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. And that's so cool that you have a company that does that. Um, I even know, like, I, I know downtown um, in Toronto, people have, like, leagues. Like, the different startups. I was looking at We'll have leagues. Too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's so cool that people are doing that. Yeah. Um, all right, so this is not about basketball. <laughs> but I guess, but it's, it's so cool because I think that's, it's, a, like, an important start. Yeah, right? so, for sure. It's, it was my favorite sport growing up, right? Yeah. So. so how did that translate into, like, what this podcast is about, <laughs> like, Krav Maga? Like, was that... Uh, High school was it in university? Was that post university? When did that start? It started post university, so okay. not that long ago. Um, I had moved back from um, Montreal, McGill, moved back to Vancouver, and uh, really, I just stumbled across it. <laughs> a Canada Day like um, event, like Canada, yeah, Canada yeah, Day yeah. Parade. They had a booth, um, the Krav Maga place that I was going to, and. They were doing a promotion where two weeks just try it out and yeah. i was like hmm, that's really cool yeah turns out that the gym was super super close to my workplace okay so it was ultra convenient so 
I wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. And I really know, knew I needed to do something. Like, I'm yeah. the type of person where, like, I reassess my life and I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing enough. I'm not being active enough and I need to be more engaged right. into something. Um, so I was like, what the heck? I'm going to try it. What, how did you view kind of like martial arts, Krav Maga before um, kind of seeing that booth? Like, did you have any preconceptions about it? I didn't really think about it. Okay. At the same time, like, Krav Maga itself has a reputation yeah. for being a badass. Badass is for really, being a yeah. badass. Military, yeah. Exactly. So military self-defense created in the army, like, yeah. Israeli army, um, very, like, practical. Yeah. That's so the best thing about it. It's practical. practical. Yeah. Um, so you started there, mm. um, and, like, how was it to start, like, is it tough? Is it, like, a high learning curve? Um, what was it like initially when I you started there? I think the there? biggest thing for starting Krav Maga is getting over yourself and thinking and being afraid of just going into the gym. I think that's the hardest step. Because right. once you're in, like that place was actually really welcoming. It really helped out that there were people that would partner up who were more senior and it would be really just like helping you go along. Um, the learning curve kind of depends on where in the curriculum you land. Okay. Because... So do you um, do like, kind of like semesters? Yeah, so the deal. one yeah. I went to, they would go through they would go through different moves and they would have that same move that whole week and the next week. Like they'd have a new move and then a review move um, and it would just go along and cycle every like four months. So if you start in like stances and like basics and like breakfalls, then... That's really easy to ease into, I guess. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you could totally start with chokes yeah. or kicks or... So what makes those... How do you differentiate um, how hard certain moves are? Like like from a very basic high level. So you just mentioned like falls are kind of like cons like considered just a little easier. And like chokes are a little bit more advanced. Can you go into like detail of why that sort of is? Why? Mm. Well... One, when you're choking, that's more of intimidating, right? You're okay. up front with another person. Um, the cool thing about this place is they ha would have a basic class called a defense class where it's all about teaching you more slowly the technical, the technique itself, breaking it down, what should you be doing, practicing with a partner. Um, so, why would that be more technical? Um, it's just, there's some things that have more steps, right? More right. more things that you have to think about. Like, is your arm at 90 degrees? Um, am I actually pulling, like for chokes, like when they're around your neck, am I actually pulling in the right area to, and snapping back so that you can release? Like, so there's more thought into it. And then for me, naturally just doing stances would just be like moving forward. Do you like walk properly? But at the right. same time, for some people that might be more difficult right. than throwing a pot. But so just for, for you, it's for like, me, that was, that was yeah. like, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Okay, so you started off there. Um, and how, how, so now how long have you been doing Krav Maga? It's been one and a half, almost two years, I think. Okay. Yeah. And so after, I guess, that initial two weeks, what has kind of like kept you? It's a great thing to just do. Because okay. it, you learn so much, the people are great, and it's just so physical. I yeah. enjoy that. I yeah. enjoy like being pushed and 
having to learn how to do things in quick thinking. At the same time, like, it's survival skills. It's things that everyone should, like, everyone who wants to learn how to protect themselves should know how to do. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, before this, you know, one of the, like, things that I know we wanted to talk about was just, like, to go, like, high level talk about, like, the the hobby of, like, martial arts. The hobby of, like... Fighting. Fighting, right? People like that like to like spar and box and stuff. I think for a lot of people like yourself, it kind of just makes sense and clicks. Um, but for some other people, they're kind of just like, why? Yeah. Like, why? Why are you going through the pain? Why? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah that's definitely a thing. You're like, why do you like hurting yourself? Why do you like being in pain? And I'm just like, well, for me, it's, yeah. it's different, a little bit different, maybe, because I have a really high pain tolerance, and right. this kind of helps out and like increases like my ability because I can handle a lot more than a lot of other people can yeah um so I enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy it maybe it's my psychopathic tendencies yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um but that is definitely a thing like my sister um we were having a conversation about boxing like she was very against it because she's in the kinesiology yeah uh, PT she, field so she's in the healthcare side of it and she's like yeah. why would you ever do something that could potentially hurt yourself or potentially hurt another person yeah um right so what was your answer to that one she had a very fixed mindset so she wasn't <laughs> gonna change no matter right. what argument i said but for me the reason why people enjoy it and people do it is um there's so much skill behind it. There's so much training and ded dedication that goes into it. Manny Pacquiao is an amazing, like he's an exceptional boxer also because not only does boxing impact him, it impacts his whole community, how he uses it, right? Yeah. Um, it inspires. Yeah, and sorry, just a quick point to like Manny Pacquiao and like when I'm like watching these videos, obviously it's like, for me, I'm probably closer to your sister in terms of like how I view kind of boxing and stuff. Um, now, recently, I watched the Pacquiao fight, and in its entirety, it went the distance, and I kind of got it right. Like it is exciting, and there is a ton of technique. There's, you know, how do you manage the different rounds? You know, how they're dodging, and like how how you have to adjust your game plan throughout. Mm -hmm. So it's totally super complex. It's not just like it's not just people just like street fight yeah it's not a school fight and you know when you talked about like Manny Pacquiao um, impacting his community um, I remember watching these videos about um, it's Muay Thai or like Muay Thai yeah. Muay Thai so that's the one in Thailand yeah right um, these kids yeah yeah <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> well, we'll have to go over all the different uh, forms of sadism that you practice <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> um, but like these kids you know they're kind of like a little but kind of born into poverty and like it is such a pr practical way of them to get out to get out right and i don't know if this is a good or bad thing but i just know that th it's very real it, it is it's very real and for a lot of people it's their only option right 100 percent. some people all they have is their hands and their feet and at the same time um it's for me i think like old school like sometimes like, it's very real that people fight. And sometimes it's also like that little mano a mano kind of thing, right? Just like yeah. who's actually stronger, just showing that. But at the same time, um, 
even Muhammad Ali, he didn't really come, he didn't come from a well-off background. Yeah, right? yeah. It's these people using what they had. Yeah. Um, with, with lots of assistance, right? A lot of these times, they're not like, I paid for these classes and I got this. Yeah. But it's people like going out of their way to contribute and seeing these people and like building them up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and for, I mean, I don't know if you can like generalize this, but for um, people that practice any sort of form of martial arts, Krav Maga, um, and it's it's kind of different because are there like Krav Maga like um, tournaments? Like there's not no. really a competition, Krav Maga right? can't have tournaments right. because it's all about survival, so there's right. no rules. Other martial arts have tournaments though because right. there are rules and boundaries yeah. of what you can do, Krav Maga can't. So does that make it harder for people to get into it or actually easier? Like. That's it depends on your mindset. Okay. Because some people have, you can see it in the gym. Guys have a more imaginative mindset. So like during practice, they'll say, do these certain steps. And then guys will do that plus add other punches, kinks, uh, kicks, make it more like realistic and other stuff. And then you have other people who like to stay within the rules. And right. they're like, this was the drill. I'll do exactly what was specified. Kind yeah. Of. So it really doesn't depend on your mindset. But th that shouldn't prohibit you from trying it. Yeah. Out. And, and do people, like, in your class um, now, I guess, enjoy watching also things like MMA and boxing? And yeah, a lot of the times. Yeah. <clears throat> there are definitely a lot of people that, if you're into one, you end up going into a lot of them. Because, yeah. for crop, like, for example, a lot of the people in my old gym in Krav, they wouldn't only know Krav. My gym actually also taught BJJ, so Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai. And then you had people who were also doing like boxing on the side. So the whole the whole thing is you don't want to just learn one right. because that one is good at that thing. But then another um, form of martial arts can teach you some like go further in something else, right? right? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is all about grappling and being on the ground. Yeah. Krav Maga, you don't want to be on the ground at right. all, so they don't really teach you about yeah. that. And what is what would you say is that most unique distinguishing factor about Krav Maga that makes it special that makes people like you kind of like addicted to it? <laughs> <laughs> Krav Maga is very different because one, it's not actually a martial arts at all, mm -hmm. right? It's all about that self defense. It's so real. Yeah, um, and like even classes, right? Like it's you guys kind of go through real life scenarios. It's not just like so, yeah. So the whole point, how classes work and how you learn things is worst case scenario based. So it's not about you meet like you meeting up and like blah 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 blah. Exercises. It's about, it yeah, starts so. off. You've screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Their hands are on your throat. What do you do? Yeah. Like it starts off. You screwed up already. How do mm -hmm. I get out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Worst case scenario yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So walk. Yeah, walk me through. Like how? Like are classes like an hour long? I'm guessing. Uh yeah. So usually classes are an hour long. Um, and what would like an average class look like if you were just to assume one or is it literally you never know? <laughs> most classes have a basic format. So like normally you'd warm up for the first like 10 minutes. Okay. Um, depending on the gym, it depends on what you do. Um, so it could be games or it could just be like straight up exercises, hardcore, nonstop for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. One of my gyms did like five minutes of skipping rope and then a lot of cardio. Um, and then afterwards, um, it would be mostly skill-based teaching, so just teaching a move, breaking it down, practicing it, and then teaching another move, breaking it down, and practicing it. Um, that was, for the most part, okay. how most of them went. Um, that was my defense class. I also, like, usually would do 
dual classes back in uh, Richmond, so they would have a Warriors class after, and that one would also possibly end off with like sparring. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. And for yourself, does going to so what what are you doing right now in classes? Like, are you are you going currently going to classes right now in Toronto? Yeah. So I found a gym in Toronto. Yeah. That I've been going to not as what do you. Um, what have you, um, what kind of, like, uh, Krav Maga are you doing currently? Well, in my mind, I think there's only, like, one type of Krav Maga, but each, like, trainer or teacher teaches a different, slightly okay. different. Okay. Like, they focus on different things, and, like, the same, like, what I've noticed is, like, the same move can be, like, taught slightly differently. Interesting. Um, a they've adapted it to their okay. own, what they believe works best and is the most practical for real life. Yeah. Like just simple things like turning in versus turning out for certain things because one teacher thinks it like saves time. Um, stuff like that. Or like they focus on different aspects of yeah. it. Yeah. What, what makes a great Krav Maga instructor? For you. For me, a great Krav Maga instructor is someone who pushes you to the edge. Really? Yeah. Uh, so there's one problem. What's the danger of like getting <laughs> past the edge, right? Because I'm, I'm scared. This is this. This seems literally. Weird. There's literally one Kravaga instructor I've had who's literally like, my job is to break you, and your job is to survive. <laughs> I, 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 lo I love that mentality. I love it when they just yell at you, and they're like, push harder, and you're like, I can't, but you have to. Yeah. Right? Because if no one pushes you, you'll you'll never know what your boundary is. Yeah. And then normally that boundary doesn't exist. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, this is sounding really hardcore. But now and now. You can still try it. Like, I've seen really, really small girls do it. Like, yeah. it's all of what is. Okay, I'm going to tangent on this. Do time. it. The best part of what I've seen is amazing about Krav Maga, especially for females, is that it builds confidence. Right. It builds confidence in a lot of ways that are, like, in amazing ways like they are more like self-sufficient they know they can do this they've in class seen themselves bring guys double their size down yeah like it changes their outlook they're getting healthier it's also part of exercise right just that different dynamic it's really yeah. amazing and i've never thought about like sports and athletics it's practical in the sense that it keeps you healthy yeah but like Shooting a basketball is gonna do jack all in your in your day to day life, right? Like 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 to be very fair, like knowing how I to mean, swing a golf club, right? Like it it, it doesn't throw garbage away. Throw garbage away <laughs> when you're bored in the office. You can like play like scrunched up recycled paper basketball, but but like that's that's a very interesting point in which like there is something so practical and mm. real about Krav Maga, mm -hmm. and especially uh, for females where depending on the city you live in, right? Like, mm -hmm. there, there's some real concerns if you're walking along at night. <laughs> Young, Young Street is one of those streets, right? <laughs> and I live on Young <laughs> Street. You live on Young Street. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's super cool. And did it, I mean, I don't know how person you want to get, but, like, can you maybe go into more specific, like, how it helped with your confidence? Like, did you really feel safer after you've kind of learned a lot of these basics because i know you've always been a very confident person so yeah that's always been super capable for sure um, i don't know if they had that much of that aspect really impacted me it's more yeah. of seeing that in other people right um because like you said i've
kind of been the type of person that, that I do really weird things because I yeah. have no fear. Yeah. Just naturally. <laughs> I literally walk guys home. Oh my god. Because gosh. they're afraid. And oh I'll god. just walk back into my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's my just god. me. Which yeah. is kind of a natural. But I've definitely seen girls like like as they as they are become more capable, they definitely do gain confidence in just their everyday life, how they act. Um really small girls that you would not think would be that like self-assured are that self-assured yeah um, yeah that's huge and i'm guessing that's not just krav maga right i think would you say like that's probably a, a it's a combination what i believe is when you believe in yourself and you see yourself being able to execute on something it permeates through the rest of your life yeah yeah right if you can do like if you can bring down this guy if you can protect yourself then you can execute in the workplace because that's not that's going to be a small thing compared to you being able to look after yourself yeah yeah i love that and there's yeah there's something so real about that and like again coming from a person who's like literally never like been part of a boxing class never done karate and stuff like that that feeling i guess of like taking someone down especially like someone that's like a lot bigger than you maybe in a different weight class than you right like it 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 builds something it's uh, just knowing that you can keep yourself safe yeah yeah interesting okay so that so i was doing just a little bit of research on Krav Maga, and, and that is that is a key part of it right if not the most important part of it right it was developed for the military mm-hmm. Um, did that part of it draw you in the most or was it kind of just the first thing that you saw does that question make sense I'm not gonna lie I do love the idea that it's so badass yeah that it is used by the military that it is known for being pretty deadly yeah and super useful um yeah I th- those are definitely draws. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Based on my personality. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's so interesting. Because, yeah, I, sorry, I'm like, I'm just getting hung up on this idea that, like, it is weird because there is no competition. Yeah. Like, you're just learning and you're going to class to continue to learn. So, what is the mark, I guess, of a person who's really good at Krav Maga? Like, so, what are the traits that make a person great at it? Because there's there that self-improvement. There is a belt system. Okay. So there is a belt system. So I, in my past gym, I was at the first belt, which is a yellow belt, before I moved to Toronto and mm-hmm. then had to restart because all gyms have their own criterias. Right. Um, <clears throat> so there is that to kind of gauge where you are and compared to other people. Um, and that's based off like certain techniques you, knew, you do use and whatnot. But I think... What makes someone really good at Krav Maga is, again, going back to how strong is your mind? Mm. Um, Can you keep calm in a certain situation? And can you act quickly when you need to? Yeah. Like, how well can you assess? And are you, do you have the ability and capability and the self-assurance to look after yourself or the people around you? Yeah. Right? And then do you have those skills in tandem to be able to look after yourself. Okay. And what um, what scenarios can they run through in class that helps build what you were talking about? 
The one scenario I'm thinking of is called like the Circle of Doom. That's what we called it. Like, All right. Just... Well, we'll let we'll have to talk about the Circle of Doom <laughs> or death. So we'd have one person in the center, and then we'd surround them with like. 10, whatever, 15 people, and we'd all have a different attack that we would do. Okay. And then for nonstop, I think for this, for the orange belt test, for nonstop for like 10 minutes, everyone would take turns attacking that person. Nonstop. Wow. Um, yeah, so then they would just have to deal with whatever they're doing. It could be a knife. It could be someone fighting. It could be someone kicking. It could be someone choking from the front, from the back, from the side. Um, it could be someone that does a headlock. Like, you don't really know what they're going to do, yeah. but they're all going to do something different, and you yeah. have to react immediately. Wow. Um, so um, realistic. Like, that's, like, not messing around. That's not, like... It's okay, not at all. Not, like, so one, two, it, three, I'm going to do this. the first time you yeah. do it, but when you've done it again and again, you do build confidence. And the, another thing they would, uh, people do, like, for when you're working with one other person is just simply closing your eyes and having them attack you. Mm -hmm. Right? So, just not, like actually be taken out of surprise in that realistic context of what the heck is actually happening and then being able to react in that moment and then so it's again that whole thing of repetition 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 until it becomes a, like muscle memory mm -hmm. what is one area that like you want to improve in like right now like is is there like an area of focus for you right now that it's like man restarting again at a new gym kind of thing okay so there's different expectations and how and things that they focus on um i really enjoy kicks yeah. i want to go back into kicking um just learning simple roundhouse and executing and working on my balance stuff like that but yeah cool there's a lot of different things you can learn weapon usage is amazing that i have very little wait so you learn about Weapons and crop like so like it's on yeah so there are disarming or like actually disarming okay okay um there are um, my past gym they would have like gun courses on like how like certain like even like green belt or certain belts like you need a gun license to be able to even get that belt interesting yeah and interesting. then so there's gun disarm courses that you can take we learn I've learned with like a plastic knife yeah um I've learned like stick is sometimes a stick mm -hmm. that they're waving around um, what do you do i know that yeah those are some of the things interesting and this just came to my head what did your parents think because like this is now sounding kind of dangerous quite frankly getting gun licenses so you're like and i get that it's like the self-defense aspect of it but did your parents have any objections with this like what were their opinions Parents don't care what I do. <laughs> They're like, Leanne can do whatever. She's they know right. my personality type. They, yeah. I'm definitely not a princess at home, so it's not it wasn't a sudden change. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you try to rope any of your siblings? I was able to rope my sister Hannah into one class. <laughs> what did she think about it? She was like, You just brought me here so you could beat me up. <laughs> it was so funny. Did you? <laughs> it's, it's not gonna point. lie, that was kind of fun. But there's also that kind of weird factor where if you bring in a friend and you know them, because it's different. When you beat up a stranger, you're like, I don't really know you. We're just practicing. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's, you, it's a sport it's at this sport, point. Right? Yeah, they yeah, understand. Yeah, it's yeah. mutual. We both don't know each yeah. other. But if you bring in a friend <laughs> and then you partner with that friend and yeah. you have to beat them up, yeah. then it's like 
That's really? Good. Like, this is why you brought me here? And then you're like, sorry. <laughs> and then you're not sure, do I hit them hard? Yeah. Or do, do I, you, hit, do them I hit them harder or softer? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually so funny that you brought Hannah there. I'm guessing she didn't go back for a second class. No, but one of my friends did. Yeah. Yeah, one of my friends actually signed up for... Um, for like at least a month that he stayed. Okay. And he did like that in BJJ and he really enjoyed it. So yeah. I was impressed. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I hope, I mean, I don't see, here's the thing. I, I'm so down to try one of these martial arts things and I know Krav Maga is not necessarily martial arts things. I love that aspect of it being practical and me being mm. able to protect myself. Um, would you say that's the most approachable martial arts, or like, are there other martial arts that like? There's definitely a lot more approachable martial arts. Yeah, because it seems uh, kind of super. Prop. Yeah, prop is definitely one of the more intense ones. 100%. Yeah. Um, and it's like that mindset, right? Because it's like you guys, like again, like correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you guys aren't even just training the physical aspect. Like that actually seems to be secondary to the like the the mental process of Krav and in, in terms of thinking protectively. Yeah, if your teacher pushes you hard. It puts that strain on your on your mind to can I keep going? Yeah, and that's what they want. They yeah. it's all okay. I'm gonna go on another tangent. So You're my right. yellow belt test. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the best test ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I feel like best is getting redefined as this podcast goes on. I'm just one. Just just <laughs> so, this my gym in uh, back in BC. The yellow belt test starts off with. A practical technical, right? You got to check if you actually know everything from the white belt curriculum. Right. But I love it because not only do they ask, can you do this? It's more, why are you doing this? Yeah. Can you break down the steps? Um, so just better understanding of like situational awareness. When do you use this? Um, so it was a lot more thinking than the average like, do this move. Do yeah. this move. Um, after that is this awesome thing called the gauntlet. So, <laughs> what's the gauntlet outside, question, of, outside of the Avengers gauntlet, which question, the main know? antagonist used? Just saying. <laughs> so the gauntlet. Um, so usually there's like four people that are testing at the same time. So what happens is uh, all all the people testing, uh, they're all going to be doing push-ups, sit-ups, and squats nonstop. And this usually, this portion usually takes around like 40 minutes. Okay. Non-stop. <laughs> so they're just doing, uh, so we're doing that. Um, some people have said that they've done like around approximately like 500 of each push-up, sit-up, squat. So that beats the one punch man. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. The only time you're not doing it is when they take you out for a run. So around the gym... Uh, you're going to be going with one of the instructors and along this path that they take you there are volunteers that are hidden and What they do is they also are assigned a move like one of the moves you should know So they'll either attack you with a choke run at you with a knife put, Like put you in a headlock <laughs> Okay, I want you to finish the story, but like do you guys inform <laughs> the police or, so or, or okay, Neighbors so okay, yes, yes, I yes. can just imagine just this this person running around a neighborhood and getting attacked four or five times and, so and everybody be okay. That's so what I'm talking about. So initially when they first started doing this, the police actually was like called and then so they came. Yeah. And then so they had to inform them, oh, this is just a test um, with our club. 
And then so after that, they're just like, you, everyone who's coming has to make sure they're wearing uniforms. Yeah, like a and also, bright like, we're colored wearing, shirt. And also we're wearing like face masks oh and we God. have like, like black shirts. I would have called the police. We live close together in and Richmond, we BC. Also, we also live, we, uh, this club is also, was under the Sky Chain Station. Oh my so God. So people would definitely see us. It was so funny. Oh my God. And it's also funny because it's just all on the public sidewalk, right? So people walking yes. by would just be like, what are you guys doing? And, and like, you, so people are like, literally getting jumped <laughs> as part of the awesome. test. I mean, okay, it really doesn't get more practical than that, I guess. Um, okay, sorry, I just had to clarify this, because, I mean, can you imagine downtown Toronto, this lady just jogging around, getting attacked, and people being okay with it, and not calling the police, or taking down the other person? Um, okay, anyways, no, please, continue. The things that they're... It doesn't get easier, it obviously. It definitely yeah, doesn't. Yeah. Well, actually, some people aren't sure which is harder, the yeah. yellow or the orange, just because they're different. Yeah. And you're also at different stages when you're doing these tests, yeah. right? If, once you're at orange, you've been doing it for a while, yeah. so your physical state is different from if you were t- taking a yellow. Right. right. Um, it's it's and for you is that a big part of the reason why you continue to do it? Like you want to get these different belts and kind of just keep advancing in cross? It wasn't really the belts. It's more just more the like being how like physically fit like that commitment. Yeah. And also just like the skill and learning new things because you definitely do learn new things once you reach a different belt because you like in our place you could enter a different class once you're. Belted, they actually venture into different types of martial arts. Like I remember, like learning some wrestling moves and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's very, it's just different. Yeah. And <laughs> from your perspective right now, do you think this kind of pursuit of martial arts is is going to kind of follow you for for a while now? Hopefully, I've been kind of toned down in the past couple of months just because yeah. other things have come up with um, work. But I hope to hopefully ramp up again on that yeah and are there what other martial arts are you interested in doing i know you kind of dabble in a couple of different Uh, areas i would love to go back into muay thai okay it's very cardio heavy like um yeah it's very cardio heavy (laughs) a lot of kicking a lot of punching yeah a lot of conditioning um that one's really cool i do kind of regret that i didn't do bjj when i was at my old gym just because uh, grappling and being on the ground, I really don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. So. Is that practical? Is is kind of like being down on the ground practical, or is it? Because I know it's super tiring. Like just from like, well, I don't like wrestling with my cousins when I was young. It's 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 exhausting. It is it's exhausting. It is tiring. Um, practically, from a Krav Maga mindset, I don't want to be on the ground. Right. Right. Once you're on the ground, you've already lost. In you a sense. basically lost. It's a yeah. lot harder for you to run. It's a yeah. lot harder for you to get out and get out of the situation. Yeah. But it's more like if I'm in that situation, BJJ is like it awesome helps. Yeah. Is that what Khabib you. uses? I don't know if you. Um, so you know McGregor versus Khabib. I think so. Yeah. I think. But oh, because it's MMA, they're usually versed in a lot of different things. But I right. think that was one of the things he was really good. Yeah, because I just remember, like, every time, like, he went down on the ground, we're like, oh, McGregor screwed. <laughs> and, like, that was, that was, so, like. And that's the thing, right? If someone is better than you on the ground, you're done. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually, like, when a couple of my friends, um, John's, like, they love, especially, you know, John Go obviously loves to watch 
of these things. And like again, at first, I, I don't didn't really get it, but there were a couple of these kind of like fights that got me interested. I was like, yo, what's what's happening here, right? There's and there's a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, so it's 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 cool. That's really cool. It's also cool when you know what the skill is and when they're executing on yeah. it. Yeah, like you can appreciate it. Yeah, there's definitely a thing when an amateur watches something and when an expert watches something. Right, they're watching right. completely different. Right, things. right. And I mean, that's akin to like someone who knows how to cook, taste exactly. eating things, exactly. or like a, a good writer reading a book, right? Like exactly. it's, it's, it's so much different, it's so much richer, um, I think. Okay, so I guess as we wind down, um, one of my f things I always ask is like to, for you to make like a little sales pitch. No. Uh, yes, a little sales pitch for people to try Krav Maga. Um, I, I think we've laid out a lot of the positives and stuff, a couple of the like <laughs> negatives, if there are any. Um, but like, man, personally, like how, did, like how did you get your sister to go? How did you get your friend to go? Like, how would you like get somebody, like a coworker at work to go? What would you tell them about Krav that you doesn't personally- scare them off. That doesn't scare them off. <laughs> that would keep them going. That, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth as well, yeah. Um. Krav is just, one, if you need something to force you to exercise, it's definitely something that will jump you in and right. kickstart that. At the same time, it's all about the life skills. Like, it teaches you more about yourself and your own boundaries and what you're capable of doing. Interesting. So, if you want to be able to kick ass in everyday life, you should learn how to do it physically. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, wow. Okay, that's kind of like a revelation for me. And you, you mentioned that early in the podcast, earlier on. And it, it's true, like, when you can conquer, like, when you can conquer certain things, it helps translate into other parts of your life, you know, professionally, relationally, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, it, like... It is no coincidence, and again, this is not real by any stretch of the imagination, but you like watch a lot of shows that depict kind of these high-functioning kind of like business people, mm. and they kind of always box. Like, I remember watching Suits. That they're is kind of, true. They kind of box. That is true. Um, Sherlock I, Holmes supposedly boxed. Yes, Sherlock Holmes <laughs> supposedly boxed. He knew all the different like pain points of people. Um, I remember even like The Office. I don't know if people remembered uh, Rob... Uh, uh, Oh, his name. I'll, I'll, I'll probably have to figure it out after this podcast. Um, but he was like grappling in his in his house, mm. and it is just so so. Robert California. Mm. I don't know if you watched The Office, no. but like it was really <laughs> awkward because he had this kind of like psychopathic kind of CEO type, and like you just like they drop in on him at home, and he was like just grappling at like on a random evening night and it it seems so out of place but the more you talk about it it seems like it really because it's helps. all about control like can yeah. you control the situation as well as you can control yourself your own body yeah right if you can control how you move yeah and you have better control on how you think and the people all around you yeah because you exude that confidence because you believe in yourself other people will believe in you yeah wow i mean there's really no better line than that i think <laughs> I think it's hard for me to say anything that eloquent. Um, so I guess <laughs> um, on that mark, um, thank you, Leanne, You're for welcome. coming on, talking about Krav. And like, you've actually opened my eyes. Like, I've, I've legitimately learned something, and I hope to, to try it one day. I am not necessarily have the pain tolerance that, that you mentioned. The I gym, think like, I have the opposite really end of that, whatever that's called. Gym you go to. Like, the gym I go to doesn't actually do sparring, so okay. I have. 
actually don't have any bruises from this gym. <laughs> is that a <laughs> virtue? Me up. Is that a virtue of cro- Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my, a virtue of Krav Maga, you guys heard it here first, is bruises, apparently. That's a pretty awesome bruise. Oh my, aw- what does that even mean, awesome bruises? <laughs> like they were very colorful. Oh my <laughs> So if you want to paint on your body, also check out Krav Maga. <laughs> um, thank you, Leanne. Uh, this has been one of the more colorful... <laughs> podcast um everyone must be nice to get bruises on your body go try krav maga